2: Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
6: And it's Rush to Reason. Welcome. Thursday edition. And it's time for Dr. Kelly Victory. Steve House with us as well today. I'll start with Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly, how are you today?
3: Hey, John. Doing great. Always happy to be with you, too.
6: Always a joy having you. Steve House as well. And hopefully both of you are staying fairly warm. Steve, I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods, but as you know, we've been through a little bit of a cold spell here.
0: Uh, I'm actually in a bunker because the new COVID is out, and I'm just trying to save
6: my own life now. <laughs> we're we're going to get into that. You're uh, you're already leading into what we're going to get into. But prior to that, and Steve, this was sort of your suggestion for today's show. So I'll start with you, and then you can throw it back over to Dr. Kelly. But because of some of the things even we talked about last week in regards to how prescriptions are, are handled, in other words, the drugs that are given, you know, prescribed, I should say, not given out, but prescribed in – Different areas, you know, whether it be the hospital or what have you. The question you threw out to both her and I this week and what you wanted to talk about today was how are these things determined? Is it really the, you know, the patient's condition and what best suits them or is it all about the dollar? So I thought I'd start with you.
0: Well, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, it depends on the doctor. I mean, I don't think that. You know, Kelly Victory is going to be ordering a tier three or four drug when she can give a tier one drug. And okay, and really means, quick Sean, for people
6: listening, because I I know some of this from us talking, but even I don't know all of what you're referring to. What are what do you mean by tier one, three, five, etc.?
0: It's one, two, three, and four. One is the cheapest drug of a kind. It's usually the generic. It's the lowest cost to the patient to the insurance company. Four would be. A specialty drug but one through three oftentimes it's the same basic drug but it's just the difference between generic or um, a brand name drug and frequently you know it can be ordered a, a tier 3 drug or tier 2 drug can be ordered when a tier 1 is available because they have something called a formula a formulary so hospitals and doctors you know operate with insurance companies paying them so there's a formulary that says it must be this brand name drug when in reality if it were the generic the patient would pay a lot less, okay. and that's tied into something called PBMs, which we can get into as well. But that's okay. the the basic formula. Or basic formula is: what tier drug is it, and why aren't we using the cheapest drug to solve the problem? Doctor Kelly,
6: I'll let you add to this because you're on that side of the aisle, of course. I, you know, I've never because I can't prescribe a drug in my life, nor would you want me to. It's not what I do. I'm I'm on the automotive side, but in this case, Doctor Kelly, do you feel like you know, that we're really prescribing what patients need, or are we prescribing what is the most profit?
3: Well, again, it's complicated, but the reality is that physicians, because they largely are employees, either employees of a, a physician group or of a hospital or of an insurance company, they do not have access to everything that should be made available to the patient okay. in other words just because there are drugs out there doesn't mean that you as a patient will even have the opportunity to have it prescribed for you because the physician is limited by as steve said whatever pharmacy benefit manager has agreed to make available to the hospital or the physician group so if you get admitted to you know the, the hospital and you need a particular antibiotic you, the doctors prescribing for you don't get to choose from all okay. of the antibiotics available, only the antibiotics that are stocked and on the quote formulary for that particular hospital. And that unfortunately is guided the decision about which drugs are on the hospital formulary isn't always based on making sure that patients will have access to every available or every, even every class of drug just the drugs that the hospital either can get at a good price or that unfortunately make the pharmacy benefit manager the most you know inter- the most income because the PBMs are middlemen the pharmacy benefit managers are middlemen they take a cut in order to get a drug on the formulary they say to the drug manufacturer how much are you willing to give me as a kickback to put your drug on the hospital's formulary rather than this other guy's drug.
6: Okay, so that's
3: how it works. It's a dirty
6: job. So, so, really quick, Steve, before you chime in, I'm going to give you what I feel is a automotive example, and Steve, you can tell me whether I'm on the right track or not. So, this is much like taking your vehicle in for service after warranty to a new car dealership versus the independent side, because the new car dealership really is limited to the factory parts that have been made for that car or even replacement parts made for that car. Rarely will they go outside of their channels. It's really a a rare occasion. Maybe if they don't have that particular part, they might go to some of the aftermarket channels. When, in fact, some of the aftermarket channels have actually come up with a better solution for the problem that car has had because it's been in service now for five, six, seven years. So if you go to the aftermarket side, they've actually got parts available that the dealer in most cases won't sell you. Steve, is that a good comparison?
0: It is. In fact, I'm going to bring up one that you know Kelly can, can shout at as well, which is you go into the hospital, you, get, you got COVID, and unfortunately, ivermectin is not on formulary, but remdesivir is. So okay. you get the option of getting a $3,000 per dose drug versus one that should be probably a buck and a half. Hmm. So you can control the distribution and use of drugs like that, even as we saw in COVID, just by making sure they're not on formulary, and therefore they're not allowed to be ordered for a patient.
6: Interesting. I, I'm learning things. I did not know any of this. Dr. Kelly, and again, I, I, I have to put this into my own terms or even terms I feel like some out there listening can understand, and I, the car dealership side of things just came to mind because it's very similar as far as what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I think that really, as Steve, you know, he laid it out pretty well. You just don't have access as a physician. You don't have the ability to write for certain drugs, and the patient, you don't have the option to get them. And unfortunately, Physicians are only, you know, they're going to say, oh, you need this antibiotic. Well, they can only choose from the ones that that they have access to. Uh, And they aren't always the the best drug for a particular condition. And it's not just antibiotics, by the way. It's any particular medication. And unfortunately, the pharmacy benefit managers, as I said, and this is a big deal. This is back alley dealing. Mm -hmm. The pharmacy benefit manager goes to the drug companies and essentially negotiates with them and says, you know, how much are you willing to give me as a percentage for me to pitch your drug to the hospital to get your drug on the formulary rather than your competitor who also has an antibiotic that covers pretty much the same bugs or wow. it has a blood pressure medication that does pretty much the same thing. And so one drug company is willing to pay more in terms of a kickback by any other in any other industry. It would be a kickback or racketeering. But that's what's happening. And so, unfortunately, none of this has anything to do with what's in the best interest of the patient. It's always within the best interest of the pharmacy benefit manager, the pharmaceutical company
0: and the hospital.
6: Steve, tell me how this is any different than what cartels do
0: really isn't. I mean, ultimately, not only is it exactly as Kelly described, I think the health insurance companies you know, are getting pretty big rebates to go with it, but it was actually written in law back in the 80s in the Safe Harbor laws, which they made some minor changes to last year because of pharma- pharmacy benefit managers. But what was supposed to happen was the pharmacy benefit manager was supposed to get a maximum of a 3% fee against the cost of the drug to work on behalf of that pharmaceutical company to get that drug distributed to hospitals, pharmacies through insurance companies, so that they could actually benefit by it. But it's not three percent. Oftentimes, the fee for the drug, like we saw just recently with diabetes, is forty-two dollars, and the cost of the end cost of the drug is over four hundred dollars wow. because of all the rebates and right. the negotiations right. of the PBM.
6: Okay, so a great question came in, by the way, from listeners, and you can ask questions. Please do so. Three zero seven. 28222 is the text line and I encourage you ask questions we'll get those answered as quickly as we can 307 28222 Steve this is probably both of you can answer this but I'll go back to you on this one how do you know if a hospital is on a formulary
0: All, you know, drug all on a hospital, hospital
6: formulary That's, They all are is the answer so they, right
0: They all have a formula. they all have basically when they go into their electronic medical record and they're going to solve a problem like you know what, John? You've got a upper respiratory problem. Maybe they do want an antibiotic or pneumonia. They get a list or a choice of drugs they can order. That's all they get, though. They don't get the whole universe. They only get the ones that are on that formulator, which was negotiated by the pharmacy benefit manager on behalf of the pharmaceutical company with the hospital and the insurance company. So that everyone has a formulary. Every hospital.
6: Okay. So, and I, by the way, I kind of figured that because I go back to my dealer model. It's the same way there. doesn't matter what Ford dealer, for example, you would go to coast to coast. They're all working off of the same list of parts they've got available for your vehicle. You might find somebody somewhere that maybe's in some small town that may not have the part on the shelf that knows they can go to one of the aftermarket NAPA suppliers, for example, and go ahead and get that part for your car. But in general, they're using whatever the factories told them they can use or not use.
0: Well, there's a similar penalty, John, if you... If you don't use the drugs that are negotiated on formulary, you're going to be forced either by the insurance company, they'll tell you that you're out of network, that there's all kinds of ways they can manipulate where a patient goes for care, what drugs they get for care, and what price they're paying. And then the health insurance company oftentimes gets a rebate back to themselves from a patient who's paying a deductible.
6: And by the way, in the dealer network, most people don't know this, but Steve, kind of the same thing happens there. They are highly, highly incentivized to make sure they buy as many parts as they can from their Ford warehouse versus somebody else's warehouse. I won't get into all the details as to how that is done, but believe me, it's much the same way, Steve, on the dealer side.
0: Go to one further step before Kelly jumps in, which is the same pharmaceutical company who's paying the PBM rebates and fees is also influencing the FDA to determine what drugs actually get approved or not. Uh, so they're working the yeah. system in both directions at the same time. It's, it's, it's a cartel, all right. It's completely yeah, I, thank you. I integrated I mean, yeah. cartel by the pharmaceutical companies.
6: Dr. Kelly, I mean, I, first thing to my mind is how is this any different than what, you know, other cartels around the globe do?
3: It isn't. I've used the word racketeering. It's what it would be illegal in any other industry. As Steve said, this was a loophole in a law called the Safe Harbor Law that was passed you know, back in in the 80s, that allowed uh, that allowed the pharmaceutical benefits managers to catch it. You know, they're a middleman, and so yes, they should be allowed to get a small sure. percentage for actually doing the work to create the formulary. But the federal government never ever paid attention to it, mm. and they aren't just getting three percent. In many cases, they're getting well above 50 percent or more in terms of kickbacks. They are the single reason, the single greatest reason, I should say, that drug prices are what they are in the United States. The greatest single thing that we could do to drive down health care costs in the United States would be to eliminate the pharmacy benefit managers, to eliminate these cartels These back alley thugs who negotiate the prices, they're the only ones who get rich. The rebates are never passed on to the patient. They're passed on to the PBMs or the pharmaceutical company or to the insurance company. The winner is never Mm. the patient.
6: So, Steve, this is, again, so not, and you've, you and I have talked about this before, and Dr. Scott, he's got an ad coming up in a moment. Really, the other alternative to what Kelly just said is also go find a doctor that's not held hostage by all of these, that knows there's alternatives out there that they can treat you with. The problem is they're probably not going to be in your quote-unquote insurance network. It's done in a different way, but at the end of the day, you're getting better care. Am I saying that correctly?
0: Yeah, you know what? My doctor actually sends me to Amazon Pharmacy because that's what I requested, my drugs are a lot cheaper from yeah. Amazon in general than they are from other sources. It's not a perfect world. Mark Cuban did his thing, but there's another factor here that it, it makes this cartel this racketeering, even more significant is now pharmacy benefit managers have been buying health insurance companies. So you have,
6: Hey, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa back, back up, integrated. back up, back up. Say, say that again.
0: Yeah. So we, we, you know, we saw Express Script, Spy, Atina, or Cigna, you know, so you have, a pharmacy benefit manager, which was the tail on the dog, now buying the dog. Oh, my word. So that they control the vertical integration in terms of what's paid for by the insurance company and what's allowed by the pharmacy benefit manager on formulary for what they're getting paid for. Jeez. It's really completely screwed up.
6: Yeah, that is. Okay, we're going to come right back. Keep asking us questions, 307 200 And as I mentioned a moment ago, Dr. Scott Faulkner, who, by the way, is right along the lines of what we're talking about right now, he is the alternative to the things that we are talking about. Call him today, 303-663-6990.
7: Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today.
6: All right, affordable Interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers will be joining me at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about the housing market, mortgages, where things are headed for 2024. In the meantime, give Kurt a call directly, 720-895-0500.
8: Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to 900 a month, have access to your equity for 30 years. Call 720 500 now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Over 20 years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. NMLS, 298-191, regulated by Dora, equal credit lender. All right. Is solar a
6: good fit for you, your home, and your budget? Find out from Alan Davis today, 303-378-7537.
2: Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com/solar for a free, no obligation consultation.
6: It's here. This is Rush to Reason. And we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thank you all for joining us. I do appreciate it very much. Myself, Steve House, Dr. Kelly Victory. And by the way, if you're listening for the first time, go to our website, RushToReason.com, and you can see all the past episodes, things we've talked about here during this first hour on Thursdays, including an entire page dedicated to Dr. Kelly and all of the things that we've discussed over the years on how to stay healthy, what to do in regards to if you have COVID, et cetera. All those different things are there. Uh, Guys, And and Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. Charlie just informed me, and you would think I would know this, but I don't go to the doctor a whole lot. You also have to know if your doctor's formulary matches your insurance policy formulary. I had no idea that was even a thing.
3: Yes, it is, because the insurance company doesn't always... Uh, agree to pay for something that your doctor might write. Okay. So, uh, it, it is okay, Okay.
6: Whoa, whoa, stop, 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 time out. How is that healthy for me as a patient? How, how in the world can that be something that works?
3: Well, well, that's the whole point, is that none of this really has anything to do with, you, know, you hear all of this constantly talking about, you know, quality of care and quality of outcomes and evidence-based medicine right. and all of this. right. I, That is, that's not what they're doing. It has nothing to do with that. It has only to do with trying to maximize profits, limit the expenditures on the parts of the insurance company. The patient is rarely, uh, the, 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 you know, beneficiary of any of these things. The only people who benefit end up being the hospital system or the insurance company or the pharmaceutical company or the PBM, the the middlemen, uh, has nothing to do with what's best for the patient.
6: Steve, I, I every time you guys are on, I know I say this a lot, I sound like a broken record. I learn something every single week. I hope our listeners do as well. I guess it's a good thing I don't go to the doctor a lot to understand these things. On the same token, I probably should understand this.
0: Well, I mean, you can take it a step further for what you're talking about, and that is insurance companies would like you and I, John, especially at our age, to get in better shape, eat better. You know, they want us to be healthier, so they spend less money on us going to a doctor in a hospital, but yet they treat us the way you guys were just talking about. They don't necessarily make it in my best interest to do anything. In fact, frankly, you know, you go to the hospital you're trying to get a, maybe you need an emergency CT scan. The insurance company sometimes won't approve it immediately. You're waiting, you're in pain, you're doing this. I mean, the whole system does not help the patient very much. It is mm. simply designed for money to flow between payers and providers, and they don't like each other either.
6: Right. They're always fighting. Right. Payers They're payers always fighting. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Next question. Moving a little bit outside of this, although I think this does – well, it always dovetails because anything that we talk about along these lines dovetails. in. Dr. Kelly's story came out this week, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I've got a couple other things that we'll get to as well, but this one just came in as a question. Uh, Colon cancer is now the number one killer for men under 50. This listener says I'm 40. There's no family history. I'm not vaxxed. Colon cancer scares the dickens out of me. I have no symptoms and can't get a colonoscopy until I'm 45 or 50. Should this be a concern if I'm vaxxed or knocked vats, don't drink, don't smoke, eat healthy, all of that? Where should people that are in that that end of things, how should they be looking at that end of
3: it? Well, I have to say that I really believe that the significant increase in colon cancer cases is related to the vaccines. Uh We've seen a uh, worrisome uptick in cancers across the board, right. including very aggressive colon cancers in people in whom they wouldn't normally be expected, namely people under the age of 50. Um, So the guidelines for having the first screening colonoscopy at age 50 are based on the fact that prior to that we really didn't see colon cancers uh, in people younger than that. So although I can't tell any one individual what their risks might be, uh, the reality is if you have no symptoms, you have no family history of it, uh and you are not vaccinated for covid then i don't think there's a big worry you can also very easily however get one of the -the over-the-counter tests for blood what we call an occult blood test occult just means that you don't see it as blood it's so it's microscopic you wouldn't notice it but you can actually test your stool for blood If you don't have blood in your stool, then the chance that you have anything significant going on in your colon is almost zero. Uh, So I would recommend, if you have some worry about it, that you just get one of the, what's called a hemocult test. They're over-the-counter. You can buy them at the drugstore. And test and check your stool to see if you have any evidence of microscopic blood there. And if not, then I certainly would not be concerned.
6: And, and folks, I can tell you this because my father had... Uh, colon cancer. So I'm one of those that has to go every three to five years, depending upon how the last checkup was. So very familiar with how those work. And I will be the first to tell you that they're not as bad as everybody thinks. And I realize everybody's a little different. And the prep is typically the hardest part of that whole process. And Dr. Kelly and Steve, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. But the procedure itself is actually... A slam dunk, and yes, I would highly recommend. Whenever you can have one done, I will tell you that if you think you're high risk, and think meaning you've got just something in your mind that says, "Hey, I'm high risk," you can always pay for one. I don't know what they cost for, you know, what they cost, Doctor Kelly, but you could go in and buy a procedure. Am I right?
3: Absolutely, you can go to it. Now that was going to be my next comment. You can go to any to a freestanding radiology. Uh, center and ask them for the cash price. Um, you just ask for the cash price on a colonoscopy, um, and you can get a screening colonoscopy done. It's a they're a couple hundred bucks at most places. It's not a big deal. Um, as you said, they put an IV in. You're essentially a sleep yep. uh, during the procedure. Uh, you don't remember any of it. And by far, it's the 24 to 36 hours before when you got to drink all of That's the, the hardest part. That makes you yep. essentially clean out your bowels, Correct. Uh, so, that the, uh, so that the gastroenterologist can actually see what he or she is looking at. But it is not a big deal. Uh, and again, you make a great point. If you're concerned about it, you can go and get a pay the cash price. It is a couple hundred bucks at most places, I would say. Uh, and, and get it done.
6: Okay, Steve, going back to you on all of this. And, and No, go ahead. I'll just let you comment. Go ahead.
0: So, so a couple of things. Number one, not only is the colonoscopy not difficult, two of the best days where I felt the best in the last decade were the day right after my colonoscopy. In fact, that day, because you've had the prep, you're cleaned out, the yep. colonoscopy goes well. You walk out of the hospital, and you're like five pounds lighter, and you feel fantastic. Yeah, so I can't disagree with
6: September that. Two. No, you're, you're 100% correct, Steve. Absolutely.
0: So one of the things I'm concerned about along the lines of this discussion is, as everyone probably realizes, we've become a society that can do genetic testing. In fact, genetic testing for lots of things, um, you know, for the predisposition for cancer, alcoholism, all these other things, BRCA1 and 2 for breast cancer. Health insurance companies and what we're talking about, one of the big battles ahead is health insurance was designed that when you have something wrong with you, Health insurance's job is to fix it or to facilitate paying for you to get it fixed. Well, genetically, if they identify that there's something wrong with you, let's say that you have a predisposition to breast cancer, the fight is going to be when and how do you pay to fix that problem? Do you prophylactically do radical mastectomies and, you know, rebuild the breasts on someone because that way that prevents them from ever getting it, which is high risk? There's going to be a battle in healthcare over genetics and what genetic diagnosis means and whether or not insurance companies pay for it and if they ever pay for it. That's one of the things Mm. I really have concerns about.
6: Okay, here's another question that came in as well, and I'll throw this back over to you, Dr. Kelly. And again, all of you listening, we have talked about a lot of these things in the past, and – I always have to even remind myself that always new people listening each and every week. I got a text message even yesterday from somebody all the way down in Alabama that's now listening to us on a weekly basis. So we've got them kind of all over the map now, and not everybody's been listening this entire time. But Dr. Kelly, why? Or can I ask Dr. Kelly why the Vax and Boosted are suffering the worst from COVID?
3: Well, it's because, it's a great question, and one we have covered, but it, it bears repeating. Unfortunately, these, quote, vaccines have an immunosuppressive effect, meaning they suppress your immune system. They decrease your immune system's ability to respond appropriately. Unfortunately, you, the, uh, the mRNA has induced people to create antibodies to a virus that no longer exists. And this is the problem with having a a, uh, vaccine that causes you to produce antibodies against the spike protein because that spike protein has mutated. So people who are vaccinated have created the wrong antibodies and on top of it, they have induced their immune systems to create too much of one particular type of immunoglobulin that tells your body fundamentally to ignore things that are foreign, ignore certain things, including, and that's why we're seeing an uptick in cancers, to ignore certain abnormal cells. So I had predicted early on that because of the way these shots were designed, they would suppress the immune system. And that's exactly what they have done, which is why we are seeing increases in autoimmune illnesses, increases in cancers, and we are seeing the vaccinated and boosted not only not fighting COVID, but succumbing to it more frequently. And there's huge study, including one out of the Cleveland Clinic, that came to the overwhelming conclusion that the more heavily vaccinated you are for COVID, the more likely you are to get it.
6: Okay, makes total sense. Next question. This is the this is our listener down in Alabama. Can you ask Dr. Kelly another question in regards to? Fenbendazole, is it useful to take as a preventative, i.e. One to, time, one to two times a week, or would that be pointless?
3: Well, it depends on what you're trying to prevent. Fenbendazole is another uh, uh, antiparasitic drug, not okay. uh, dissimilar from ivermectin. Okay. It has very, very good antiviral properties on its own, but it also has shown really remarkable uh, results like ivermectin in the treatment of cancers. Um, I, so I don't know if this person's talking about trying to prevent an infection or trying to prevent or treat a cancer, um, but the studies are, are really quite, quite, you know, promising. Um, I would not recommend that anybody be taking fenbendazole or ivermectin, quote, prophylactically at this point for anything. The COVID that's going around is so mild, uh, really, in its symptomatology that I, you know, I can't recommend either of those drugs for it at this point, yeah. uh, and I would not be recommending that people take it prophylactically for cancer. Although, as I said, I think that over time, we are going to prove yeah. uh, w- with certainty that they're very useful in the treatment of cancers.
6: Stephen, you were one also early on, uh, whether we were talking to Dr. Kelly or not, and you and I would even talk about how, unfortunately, Given all that's gone on with not only you know COVID but the response to it, that we would be seeing exactly what we're seeing today. And, and by the way, we, you and I, neither one, Dr. Kelly, is, as well. I, I know I can speak this for all three of us. We we are not gloating in the fact that we are correct in the fact that there's been these upticks in cancers. It's just simply what we saw coming because of the data that showed it. Right? It,
3: it, yeah, no absolutely. I, I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I, I, see, I, I take no, it, there's no joy. No doubt. I think,
6: Go ahead, John. Oh, Steve, I'll, leave, I'll let you talk, and then I'll let you, and then Kelly, you can respond. Go ahead, yeah, Steve. So I'll start I, with you.
0: I was going to first. I was going to first say that I think Kelly was actually a leader on that. I don't claim to have been a leader on that. I think she was. Um, I want to go back to one other thing for people who are getting more vaccines. You know, I've got a lot of questions about what the Surgeon General of Florida was talking about, which is there are particles of DNA in these vaccines, and it's not unusual to have particles of DNA in a in a medicine or a a shot or a pharmaceutical what's unusual about this one is is because it's got an mRNA envelope most of the time the DNA that is in a drug never gets to your cell because your cells are not open to it but when you take an envelope mRNA envelope and you put it into a cell and you're basically opening that cell up DNA particles are dropping in there I don't know if that's going to give you COVID more often if it's going to give you cancer more often or some other anomaly we haven't seen but if you if you have concerns about taking a booster that's the reason i would be the most concerned
6: okay dr Kelly go ahead
0: well yeah what what uh joe latipo from
3: florida has been talking about and i've reported on this myself is that there was an unbelievable bait and switch with how the uh, pharmaceutical companies got these uh these shots to market they Got one drug uh, approved under not FDA approved, but approved under the emergency use authorization. So it is experimental shot that they got approved with an emergency use authorization (EUA). But then they, after that, they changed the way that they were manufacturing it. They completely changed it. So they got one thing approved, then didn't use that that formulation at all they used a different formulation that allowed it to get contaminated with this dna it's a big big problem they're called dna plasmids they are portions of dna that as you said steve because it's in a formulation Mm -hmm. associated with mrna they can actually get into the cells more easily we do not know the long-term impact of that there's this is very very risky business there's a reason that vaccines as i've said so many times takes six to eight years right. on average to make it to market if they ever make it at all. This kind of funny business is absolutely bait and switch. It's a, it's as yep. if you get That's one right. thing, you know, approved by, you know, for safety, you you if you got an automobile and it gets safety tested and then after it gets the stamp of approval, you then change what you know how the put put a different engine in the car or put different tires on it or put a different whatever in it and then try to pass it off as the same thing that got yep. safety tested. That's right. That's right. That's fraud.
6: That's right. I no, fully agree. All right. Come back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Keep the text messages coming in. 307-282-22. High Five Plumbing is next. If you had issues during this last cold spell, please give High Five a call today. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
5: Freezing temps are on their way, and High Five Plumbing wants to make sure that your pipes are prepared for it. If you have faucets on outside walls that are prone to freezing, open the cabinets where possible and make sure your home stays warm enough to keep them working properly. Leave water dripping when you can to keep it flowing through the pipes, especially on exterior walls. If you think you might have a freezing problem, call High 5 now before it freezes or you run the risk of water freezing solid, blocking High 5 plumbers from helping you until it thaws out completely. If you've had family visiting, they've undoubtedly pointed out all of the loose fixtures, drippy faucets and fixes you've been putting off. And one call to High 5 can fix them all. So reach out to High 5 Plumbing today to make your home winter ready by going to klzradio.com/plumbing. My ceiling is raining cuz
6: Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, and he will tailor a plan specifically to you because, no, it's not universal. When it comes to finances, everything has to work for you and your family. 303-744-1128.
4: You wouldn't plan a family vacation at the last minute. And Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial wants to make sure you don't plan your retirement last minute either. There are hundreds of systems and apps that promise to make you big returns fast. But those miss all of the contingencies and unknowns in your post-work world. Al considers things like long-term care, family needs, giving to charity, and everything else you care about. He gets to know you and customizes your plan to your wants and needs. If you want to travel, donate, volunteer, or even build a sailboat, whatever your specific desires are, You need someone experienced to lead you around potential pitfalls and traps don't take your future into your own hands trust someone to guide you through it so you don't just retire you retire on your terms just go to klzradio.com money to start strategizing today Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.
6: Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Again, if you've had issues during this cold spell, things didn't seem quite right, didn't get hot enough, or you had noises or whatever, give them a call today before the next cold spell comes in. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, klzradio.com.
1: Dream Pro Partners, Cub Creek Heating and AC are serious about keeping you safe from poisons like carbon monoxide. Your furnace creates carbon monoxide and over the years can develop leaks and cracks that put your family in danger. The worst part? You probably won't know because carbon monoxide is colorless, odorless and undetectable without special detectors that Cub Creek will give you for free. Carbon monoxide poisoning can cause nervous system issues, chronic illness, and even death. That's why Cub Creek is giving you a free carbon monoxide detector just for having them over to service your furnace. You might already have detectors on your smoke alarms, but those are on the ceiling, and carbon monoxide gas is heavier than air, so typically it doesn't go anywhere near your ceiling. Cub Creek has openings available now, so go to klzradio.com HVAC to schedule and get your free detector today.
2: Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
6: All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Again, Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House, if you want to know more about this particular episode we've done weekly now for three-plus years, just go to the website, rushtoreason.com. All right, something that came out, and I sent you you guys this article. I'm sure Dr. Kelly, Steve, both of you saw this. Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. There's an article out on The Blaze. It's kind of making the rounds on even other news sites now where it's talking about this whole, uh, you know, amid elites— Talk of Disease X, Chinese lab debuts mutant coronavirus with 100% kill rate in humanized mice. Now, first off, is this true, not true? Is it a lot of hyped up stuff that we don't need to be concerned about? Or, Dr. Kelly, is this a big deal?
3: Well, first of all, I would tell you that you cannot trust anything that comes out of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Okay. <laughs> the Chinese government uh, it, it is, uh, is well I known for its dishonesty. So uh, we start with that. Uh, furthermore, I would say, on the other hand, that if they are talking about doing gain-of-function research, which is what it is, if they're talking about a coronavirus that inhumanized mice, that means they're continuing to do gain of function research or what you know enhancing the infectivity transmissibility uh, you know the treatment resistance of particular pathogens in this case the coronavirus so who knows what they have whomped up mm. uh, whether or not we need to worry about it is only depends on whether or not it is purposefully uh, or otherwise released from this lab uh, and whether or not it makes it as you know a- across the uh the entire globe like this last one did I, at this point i do not have any particular i'm not going to get uh, myself worked up about this there are lots of things out there sure. every day that sure. we need to worry about things like disease resistant tuberculosis or the fact that people are streaming over our borders uh with all kinds of different diseases whether or not the Chinese have been involved in something like this uh, going for I think it's really more of a, a scare tactic at this point, or I'm at least going to remain you know believing that way until I see evidence otherwise.
0: Steve, your thoughts you know I have a little bit different take and i not I'm not disagreeing on the communist Chinese I mean we didn't believe them when they said this was a you know came out of a pandolin or or a monkey or a snake or something. we knew it was a lab leak right we knew that they were they were doing gain of function. My concern is. Fauci and Echo Health Alliance and, and almost anybody in the government today, they're so bold about what they're doing because there's no penalty. No one ever gets held accountable. No one goes to prison for bad behavior. I mean, there's plenty of people who should have been taken to prison or certainly charged with, you know, crimes in this process. But because they don't—they know they're not going to get um, tried, you can create fear in a population by talking about truth whether it's true or not true, true. and you're never going to suffer the consequences. So I worry that it may be true. I, I mean, a 100% death rate sounds a little high, but would I put it past these guys, and do I think that they even care about people finding out about it? They're trying to manage us. We saw that through COVID. Yes. This may just yes. be the next step in managing us. But I also agree, all the stuff coming over the border that Kelly talked about is very serious.
6: No, I, I agree. Now, I also will say this. I want to add this in and get you guys' opinion on this. If, in fact, this ends up being true, does this not play into more of our, my, I guess I'm probably the one that was the biggest proponent of this early on, and and I think a lot of other people feel the same way now, but does this not sort of prove my thoughts originally that COVID was a bioweapon in the first place? I'll start with you, Steve.
0: Oh, I mean, it may have been. I mean, you know, there there's some theory that, you know, we, we do gain a function because we're trying to get ahead of the virus and figure out what the vaccine or the cure should be, but to make the, the virus as bad as it is, you've got to do something to it that made it bad, which is intervening to create a weapon, a, what was potentially, sure, a bioweapon. I believe it was probably a bioweapon. They lost control of it, and we suffered trillions of dollars worth the losses and, you know, millions of, potentially millions of deaths.
6: Dr. Kelly, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, well, it absolutely
3: was lab Created. There's no, uh, you know, it's irrefutable that this was a lab-created virus that was not naturally occurring. Uh, whether it was done specifically as a weapon, uh, or if they were trying instead just to create something for which they could then create a vaccine and make a lot of money, I, I don't know. When you call it a weapon, the implication is that it was, uh, that it was absolutely created with the idea. Of um, of causing a lot of illness of depopulation. My, my
6: theory is it was co- it was invented to cause depopulation.
3: See and, and That's I think that only well my well, the only reason I don't think so is if it was a bioweapon, it was a lousy bioweapon Well, and almost nobody was really My was theory is it got
6: out there. before they were finished. That and again, I my theory, I don't have a you know, this is really not even a tinfoil or anything kind it's just my gut feeling is knowing kind of what went down, I don't think it was planned to be released, quote unquote, when it was. I do think that part was Potentially accidental once they got out with it, yeah, they used it every every which way they could to create what ended up happening. I don't think that quite worked as their plan. I do feel like they wanted that thing to be more ha- have more ill effect than it even has, Dr. Kelly that was my thought
3: well it, it, and that may be because as I, what I was saying is that if it's a bio re- weapon, it was a lousy one because it's a bio weapon with a ninety eight point zero three overall survivability rate. Which makes it a pretty lousy bioweapon, right? Um, you know, you could have pretty much done, you know, but but really quick though,
6: the fear the, factor Steve was talking about—they definitely accomplished that part of it.
3: Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so they did they did what you know a lot of harm. They created economic harm, lots of other harm, right. And they created an entire industry uh, around it. There are things that we will never go back to normal about. Uh, they destroyed the educational opportunities. They did lots of things with this. I'm simply saying that if you wanted to create a bioweapon, meaning something that is just a biological way of taking people out or killing them or depopulating, this was a lousy way to do it. The mRNA, on the other hand, is a really good way. Uh, The the mRNA shots, and that's what I'm saying, if the goal was really to launch something so that they could create this mRNA shot and do the depopulation that way, then yes. Uh, because the God knows the vaccines have been far, far more harmful
6: than true. the
0: virus ever true. was.
6: No, nope. true. Steve, you can add to that, exactly. too, because you know yeah, my you thoughts. Know Go ahead.
0: Take, take, take it one step further. I mean, if we are going to get into speculation here, because right now I've seen so much corruption, I don't know what's speculation, what's not. But now you have rumors of a coronavirus that is 100 percent mortality rate. Um, Whether it does or not, let's say it's only 50 or 10 or 12 or 15, you know, on one hand, you could talk about depopulation. On the other hand, you could talk about people coming out and say, without an mRNA vaccine, you get the high death rate. With one, you probably don't. This could just be another way to to phase in Mm. additional mRNA vaccines by getting people afraid of a mortality rate so high that they'll take it regardless.
6: You know, that one, Steve, I, uh, I'll i get Dr. Kelly's opinion. I, yeah, I can't argue with that at all. I think you're spot on. Go ahead, Dr. Kelly.
3: No, 100%, and that's, I think, the big fear. The big issue is the continuing to manipulate people's behavior by using fear. They learned very well that the fear was so successful the last go around. They got people to do such ridiculous things such insanity you know sur- you know surrounding themselves you know with plexiglass and standing 6 feet apart and you know wearing these masks they got people to do just ridiculously stupid things yep. out of fear They learned that fear is. That's right. It's powerful. You get people scared enough, you can make them do anything. That's right. Tell them that you know, paint, dye their hair purple, and stand on one leg, and they'll do it. It, Um, And it's really, really amazing. So they learned with the last go around that fear is incredibly powerful, and I absolutely agree with Steve. They will use it to drive behavior again, whatever Mm. behavior they want that to be. If they tell you that oh, we just found there's an association with driving your car and COVID deaths. And therefore, if you just ride your bicycle <laughs> and don't drive your car, then and, and people will do
6: I, it. I'm I mean, laughing it's, just it's because right. I can't believe as a nation that we did the things that we did through this last two or three years, Dr. Kelly. I'm just laughing because you're right.
3: No, and, and so I, truly, I think that... You've got to not fall prey to this again. You know, I do a lot of talking about the lack of critical thinking and the complicity of people in the federal government, social media, mainstream media, and my own colleagues. But at some point, people have got to apply a modicum of common sense. At some point, you've got to look around and say, wait a minute, this does not pass the sniff test. This does not make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, if it absolutely it sounds nonsensical, then it probably is. Uh, and, and you really ought to really think twice before you start paying attention to this stuff.
6: Yep, that is exactly right. Guys, always a ton to talk about. We've got a couple of minutes left. Steve, I'll throw it to you for a minute or two. What are your thoughts and you know, what do you want to close things out with?
0: You know, it's an election year. I'm, I'm worried about all kinds of, you know, disinformation coming out. I mean, I, I don't like the word. I'm not, no one's judge on, you know, what they determine to be the truth and not the truth. But man, I'll tell you about getting to the underlying truth on many, many things. Um, secondary to that, you know, the baby boomers at the very, you know, trailing edge, like you and I, John, are getting older and healthcare is getting more complicated. Yep. We talk about problems with cost. I'm really concerned about that. I I think my attitude is going to be to get healthier. I have to get healthier because I just don't know that the system is going to do what I need it to do as I get older. So I'd recommend to anybody, find a way to better health because the healthcare system itself is certainly in trouble right now.
6: Dr. Kelly, last words. Go ahead
3: well i agree with all of that and i think that uh, steve's point about this being an election year yep. uh, that's when people really fall prey to some of this stuff uh we, it happened in 2020 i said from the very beginning this pandemic at the time i said is going to very quickly parlay itself into why we need to have mail-in ballots and it's too dangerous to go to the polls and you know and 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 i fear that that's what they're planning to do again because it's a very Good way to manipulate the election results, on top of all kinds of other uh, behaviors that they can manipulate. So just be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Try not to fall prey to it. And as the, you know, again, I, I can't agree any more with Steve that protecting your own health, you're the the person who needs to yep. be the uh, the steward of your health. Don't count on the healthcare system to do it. Uh, go back to the basics of you know adequate sleep, yep. daily exercise, good nutrition, stress mitigation, and things of that sort.
6: Awesome. Guys, appreciate it very much. Love what you do for us each day. I get tons and tons of messages from people saying the same thing. So, Dr. Kelly, thank you very much.
3: Thank you. And you're very
6: welcome. Great to be with you guys. You bet. Steve, same with you. Thanks. You're the one that really put all this together in the first place. We're indebted. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for weaving in an automotive analogy tonight, John. That really impressed me. I love that. (laughs) All right, man. Appreciate you, Steve.
6: Have a great night. And much to what they were talking about, I'm going to put a real quick plug again in for Dr. Scott Faulkner, because he is exactly what Steve and Dr. Kelly were talking about a moment ago. Take your own health care into your own hands, and he will help you do that. You can find him on our website, RushToReason.com. Veteran Windows and Doors, make sure that you've got the right windows and doors, save money, get things sealed up, and he can help you with that. 45% off doors, 40% off windows. Find Dave at klzradio.com.
5: Veteran Windows and Doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation. They will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you, typically within two days. And veteran windows and doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model. To do right by you, the customer. Veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed, insulated, and sealed so you can be 100% confident in a job done right every time. Veterans Crew consists of vetted, trusted, and insured technicians, so you know you will always be in good hands. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee. This month, they will take 40% off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows. Start saving today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window.
6: All right, Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. And yes, there's lots of misinformation like COVID in the vaccine. We just talked about it with Dr. Kelly and Steve. When it comes to reverse mortgages, let Bruce straighten all of that out for you. 303-467-7821.
7: A reverse mortgage can make sense for you. in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
6: All right, Caner Home Transitions, ask about the re program. It gives you the ability to do some remodeling on a home that really has needed it, will be more valuable once it's done but you don't have the expertise or ability, maybe even financially, to make that happen. They have a program that will make all of that happen and be viable at the end. That's the up program, k Home Transitions,
7: 720-437-8210. You're worried about your parents living in that house as they get older, so now you really need Catherine and Robin of k and Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Cat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew! That's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers, among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com/home to see their work and schedule a no strings attached free consultation with Kat and Robin.
2: It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560.
6: All right, lastly, somebody also texted. I can answer this one, actually, because I just had this done not that long ago, within a month. How long does a colonoscopy take? I went in at about 7.30, and I was out back in the car by about 10 to 10.15, so two, two and a half hours, roughly. Charlie's that about right for... Yeah, and that, yeah, that's everything. That was me getting there, giving my paperwork, getting everything done, getting changed the whole nine yards, and getting back into the car. So that was the whole nine yards, two, two-and-a-half hours roughly. Is it, Yeah, no discomfort whatsoever. As Steve said earlier even, you'll feel great when you're done because of the cleanse you just went through as well, and I mean that sincerely. It's really not a big deal at all, and it is well worth doing. And I know I – It's going to sound weird, but I highly recommend getting it done. It's the peace of mind once you're done knowing what they found or didn't find. And even if there's a few polyps and things like that, they can remove those at the same time. It's why I would recommend a scope versus the other type of tests that are out there, by the way. So that's it for this first hour. If you want to know more about what we do here on Thursdays, go to RushToReason.com. Look for Dr. Kelly Victory and our show notes as well. Hour two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.